Yeah, you're gonna have to repeat yourself there, mate. Fucking shit, Hello everyone and welcome to the first proper episode of the 5OFAM podcast. My name's Boyd King and this episode's pretty much just going to be uh, FIFO 101, just a basic look into FIFO and we're just going to cover all the pros and cons from my perspective anyway. Um, I think a lot of other people will have their different challenges and um, their benefits that they get from FIFO work. But firstly, just a bit on myself, um, I'm 27 years old. I've got two young kids. I've got Scarlett. She's turning three this year. And little Teddy, he is turning one next month. And of course, couldn't do this all without my beautiful wife, Kayla. She is an absolute superstar. Um, yeah, she just pretty much keeps the the house running while I'm away at work. Even when I'm home, I reckon I'll come home and bust up her routine a fair bit. Um, but yeah, I've been mining for seven years now. Uh, five years of that was doing drive-in, drive-out work at a local mine uh, on a two-in-one roster. We'll get into rosters in a bit, um, but I am now doing FIFO work. So essentially, FIFO work is fly-in, fly-out work, um, where they fly you out from your, or whatever company you're hired by. They'll fly you out from generally your capital city to a remote location, wherever your mine site is. And from there, you'll have your camp, where obviously you'll have your accommodation, uh, your dining mess, somewhere you can, where you can get meals and your crib for the next day. Um, what else? Most places have gyms or pools, depending on who you're working for and how fancy your camp is, I guess. And a wet mess or a pub. We'll go on to rosters. So, yeah, there's a lot of different rosters you can work when you're doing FIFO. The most common... I know of is even time, so like a two and two, or a one week on, one week off, but a lot of places do two weeks on, one week's off, with rotating um, night shifts and day shifts, so say you fly out to work, you'll do seven days, then you'll have your shift change night, and do seven nights before flying home and having your seven days off, and doing it all over again. And with that, there's heaps of different roles you can do. So I'm underground. I work in development, so basically just developing future areas to mine. And heaps of different roles you can get into. I won't get all of them, but the basic ones, you know, you got your truck drivers for surface mining, all your machine operators, so your loaders, dozers, excavators, um, and then you, you admin, geos, engineers, all that sort of gear as well um yeah so getting into mining uh, a lot of people go by the phrase it's not what you know it's who you know uh, that's not always true but it definitely helps having someone on the inside that you can um have chucking a good word for you or hand their resume to the right people because yeah once you're in and you get that contract you make full time um yeah you can make some pretty good coin which goes to my first pro is the money so, although entry-level work isn't too bad, um, up the top's where you want to be and definitely helps if you've got previous experience. Um, you can make some pretty good coin um, being a top-tier 
machine operator or in a supervisor role and it's obviously the reason why everyone's here um, everyone's got their goals you know whether it's to support their family so you know their partner doesn't have to work or whether they're buying their first house or just come in to pay off a few bills and that sort of thing everyone's here for a reason and most of the time that reason is the money but it comes with its downfalls so the first big con is obviously you miss out on events um, and a lot of family time and a lot of those big milestones that come with those. Now, obviously for me, the big one is the family time I miss out on. So I miss out on watching my kids grow up, although technology is pretty good these days, you know, with FaceTime and Snapchat and all that sort of thing. Uh, I get Snapchats from my wife, Kayla, pretty much every day while I'm up at work and uh, all the adventures they go on and all that sort of stuff. So that's um, it's really nice to have that sort of um, communication there. So I don't really know how blokes 30 years ago went, you know, nothing but the old dog and bone to call their family on. But um, yeah, the technology here definitely makes it a lot easier to be away and you're still a part of it, I guess, you know, still get to see their everyday activities when you're not there. Um, but apart from that, birthdays, weddings, all that sort of thing, yeah, either have to suck it up and, you know, make all the apologies and that sort of thing while you can't attend those things, or you have to use your annual leave, which usually, um, means that you have to have, take a whole week off or however long your break is just so you can make that one or two events. Sometimes, you know, you get two events that line up in the same week and it's pretty lucky, so two birds with one stone but uh, most of the time it doesn't really fall that way um, since I've been working FIFO I've actually been pretty lucky I've been home for uh, most of the birthdays so um, yeah been very lucky very lucky indeed but when you've been mining for a while you sort of get used to the events that you do miss out on like all your Christmases and that sort of thing you just adapt and you realize that it's not that important to have your celebrations on the day. Um, if your roster falls a couple of days short or you're away for work, you just do, you celebrate Christmas and that sort of thing a couple of days later or a couple of days earlier. And yeah, you just get used to it after a while. I'm not sure how that's going to work once the kids get older and start understanding that you know, there's actually a Christmas day and it has to be on that day. But we'll, um, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, I guess. But for the time being, um, Scarlett, she's about to turn three and I think she's just starting to grasp the concept of me going away for work. So when I am, when I am actually home, it, um, I definitely appreciate the time I have with my family and you know, you're not, you don't have your mind on work, you're just home, you're present, you can invest your time fully in your family. And that's one of the great things about FIFO is you just get that time off work, time to recover and get things done around home and, um, you know, go on a holiday or whatever. You don't have to use your annual leave like you would in, in a nine to five job just to get away for a couple of days. You got your seven days off. You can get away for three or four nights and still have half your break left. So that's the beauty of it, really just being able to forget about work for an entire week and enjoy a FIFO lifestyle, having that week off at a time or two weeks, depending on whatever roster you're on. Uh, I'm going to get all the negative stuff out of the way because I want to end this podcast on a positive note. So 
yeah, some of the other cons are obviously the long hours. So you generally do a 12-hour shift because um, mines work on a 24-hour rotating roster. So that's generally 6 to 6 or 6.30 to 6.30. And they can be pretty tiring as well. Even if you're just sitting in a truck all day or, you know, operating machines, you're not up around, up and walking around, sorry. Um, you don't burn a lot of energy, but still uh, those long hours can be draining both physically and mentally. So when you knock off work, you don't really have a hell of a lot of energy to sort of chase your hobbies or talk to your family after work. I've been doing this for a while now, so um, if I tell Kayla that I'm just absolutely wrecked and need a bit of downtime, she's pretty understanding. But yeah, with that sort of thing, it can lead to some relationship issues if you don't have that communication because obviously the wives and uh, partners and mums and dads or whatever at home, they've got it pretty hard as well. You got to remember that they are pretty much, you know, running the house by themselves, whether you've got kids or not. And um, their end of the day relaxation might actually just be getting on the phone and chatting to you. So even though you bug it after work, you got to keep that sort of thing in mind because um, it keeps them happy as well. Uh, the other one is the isolation. So when you knock off work, after you get all your food for the next day and that sort of thing, you generally just go back to your room. You either chill out and watch a bit of TV and depending what time you go to bed, those few hours can be pretty isolated if you're not on the phone to someone or even messaging someone. But for me, yeah, my arms get twisted pretty easily to head over to the wet mess every now and then. So it um it costs a couple of dollars here and there, you know, to have a beer after work. But I think the relationships that you form with your workmates, uh, they're a bit more important than the money that you spend. So um, that's another thing. I'll, I'll go back to a good thing um, about mining or FIFO work is that your workmates become your family because you pretty much... You pretty much spend just as much time with them as you do with your family at home and you know um, you get to bond over a couple of beers or talking about your shit day and you know getting through that sort of stuff together and once you get to know them you hear about their problems and all their successes and you just become a part of their journey as well so yeah that's one of my favorite things about working in mining or FIFO work is yeah just the friends you make some of the friends you make are for life so um, yeah that's a massive massive thing for me um, back to being a negative Nancy um, starting at a new camp or yeah, a new job like any job really uh, it can be pretty daunting um, I moved up here and I had no idea where I was going no idea who to meet and where and that sort of thing. So yeah, just like any job, it's pretty daunting. But once you wrap your head around it, you just become a local. You know where everything is and before you know it, you're giving advice to other people. But moving on, uh, one of the biggest uh, cons for me, my pet hate with mining is the heat. So working in remote areas, nowhere near a beach or you don't get those southerly breezes very often. Um, the heat is... Yeah, it hits you for sick sometimes, especially during those summer months. Whether you're working on the surface or underground, um, underground, everyone thinks it's, you know, you're in the shade, you're out of the sun, it's, it must be cool, but it's, in reality, it's the complete opposite. You know, if you get an area with pretty shitty ventilation, um, you've got diesel machines running underground, you know, 24-7, um, 
um, and the water. The water's a big one as well. Again, people think, you know, you get water in your site, it's going to cool it down, but it just makes it humid and sweaty and tropical and, yeah, it's um, it's not pretty. So there's there are things you can do about that. Uh, one of them's not drinking too much piss the night before. So staying hydrated, getting enough sleep, um, the things you can do in your environment. So like I said, ventilation and getting the water out of your areas um, by pumping it out. And yeah, with the surface mining, same thing, just staying hydrated and... You know, sometimes you can hop in those machines after they've been sitting there without any aircon and they can be like a glass house and, you know, be pretty damn hot. So, um, yeah, there, there are those things you can do to deal with heat. Actually, now that I think of it, um, there's the Life of Mind podcast hosted by Maddie Michaels that I've just started listening to. Um, he deals with everything underground, talks about everything, you know, <laughs> from A to Z, so... He's got this really good episode on heat. I reckon it's one of his first episodes he released, but it's a really good insight and he is a wealth of knowledge. So I definitely recommend going to check out the Life of Mind podcast by Maddie Michaels. But apart from that, that's probably all the negative stuff I've got to say. Um, Apart from the food, the food can be pretty shit sometimes. Like tonight, I was pretty tempted to just go and buy a snitty from the wet mess, but um yeah we're here to make money not spend money so i just dealt with a takeaway chicken wrap and a fruit salad so big dinner for me uh back to the positives so there's massive opportunities for growth and learning so the entry level you can come in here entry level you know no experience um you have to work pretty hard though you know put your head down um and if that gets recognized, you can move up the ladder pretty quickly and get further training in other areas that where you can start to make some decent money. By saying that, when I say it can happen pretty quickly, in mining that can mean anywhere from a year to multiple years to get a contract for those higher roles you've been working towards. This means you may have to sit in an entry-level contract and wage for however long, but it does give you an opportunity and time to develop the necessary skills so you don't, you don't get thrown in the deep end when you eventually do get those higher role offers. Unfortunately, that was the case for me. When my old workplace closed, I took a fair pay cut to go back to an entry-level position from a higher wage, so that took a little bit of adjusting to. So now I'm just at the point where I'm trying to build that skill set and adapt to a new environment being underground, but I'm finding that I learn something new every day and constantly growing my skill set. So basically, if you can get your head around being away for those few weeks at a time, making those sacrifices, and you're prepared to miss out you know, on some of those big events, um, I think it's worth it. You know, that lifestyle and the money that you earn for basically working half a year or two thirds of the year, uh, it's pretty damn good. Uh, it's not going to be for everyone. You know, don't take what I'm saying to be the complete truth because, you know, mining isn't for everyone. Um, some people don't like the stress of, you know, a production driven workplace. Um, some relationships don't sort of cope with it, so I can understand that. People leaving early, um, not really being able to give it a red-hot crack and settle into mining. Um, I can understand people don't want to sacrifice, you know, their time with family and friends, especially in their, you know, young people in their 20s or um, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it isn't for everyone, but the people that want to give it a crack, I highly recommend it. 
Although once you're in, you'll find it pretty hard to get out because, like I said, the lifestyle is pretty good. Yeah, that's about all from me. So again, I'll chuckle the social media stuff in the description. Um, yeah, feel free to message and please give some give some feedback and comments and whatever you have to do on this thing. I'm pretty new to it, so I don't actually know, you know, what you have to press or that sort of thing. But I think there's a subscribe button there, so. It only takes a couple of seconds. It doesn't cost you anything, but it does help me massively um, to bump up those charts a bit and um, get a bigger audience. So, yeah, that's all from me for now. Cheers for sticking with me while we got all the boring mining talk out of the way, but I feel it's pretty important for people to know the basics of what FIFO workers deal with before I delve deeper into this podcast. But next week we're going to have my wife Kayla on here, so that should be good fun. So... Hope you can tune in and hopefully fly our day isn't too far away. 